Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. Kim, I, I just heard the news today. Um, mm-hmm. It seems my life is going to change. I close my eyes, begin to pray, then tears of joy stream down my face. With arms wide open under the podcast, <laughs> welcome to <laughs> the show. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I wasn't sure where this was going, um, but that was a bit for literally four people. Yeah, but now it could be for everybody. We all know Creed's with arms wide open. You know that song. Um, Kim and I have finally started playing our our Mass Effect TTRPG game and Mm -hmm. Creed quickly became a joke for some reason. Uh, We established that Creed does exist exist. in this version of the Mass Effect universe. And I don't know why I say for some reason. I was the one who put that in the document. That was you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You just had Creed on the brain. As as soon as I was told there was a collaborative document, I said, I have to put something in here and immediately for some reason looked up Creed. (laughs) Uh, So there there you go. Just Um, love to fuck up a collaborative Google document. I was the one who um, someone pasted a photo of Creed into the document (laughs) and I saw spent the rest of the session slowly making it larger incrementally bigger really funny really really funny now it's on its own page yeah now it's just like a portrait of just scott stapp and nobody else from (laughs) uh anyway why do you know the name of someone okay this is a really (laughs) this is oh no did i discover something no 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 no. so uh scott 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 stapp first of all not a good person bad guy um okay there's there's a are you familiar with the show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I've heard the name. Yeah, it was a show on Adult Swim where it, it was a a milk, a, a sentient milkshake uh, French okay, fry container this. and uh, a little meatball named Meatwad. Um, mm-hmm. They lived in, I, be, I think, oh, it was in North Jersey somewhere. And I want to say it's Secaucus, but I don't think it's Secaucus. It's just in my brain. Um, <laughs> they released a Christmas album, I don't know, 2015, 2014. And uh, in one of the songs, um, <laughs> said that there's there's a, a lyric that's like something 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 Scott Stapp from the band Creed and then they keep going mm. and so that's that's why I know who Scott Stapp is and that he is I in see. the band Creed so I see uh, anyway wow. <laughs> hi welcome to the what podcast what a way to start yeah this podcast about the Mass Effect three yeah Kim how was your birthday it was good thank that's you for great. asking yeah um yeah had a great time um. I went in saying, I'm not going to buy anything this time. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> buy any wine or anything. And then I joined a wine club and bought six <laughs> bottles of wine and a hat. And a hat. And a hat. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm drinking some of that wine right now. Beautiful. So, uh, cheers to cheers. you and to all of our listeners. And thank you for the birthday wishes. I had a great time. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love to hear it. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. I um, forgot that we had a podcast for a little bit of it. You did. Uh, it was fascinating to discover. Yeah. I Well, I've just been like busy working because I've all of a sudden picked up all this work, which is like great, but also like uh, stunning me at points because I'm like, mm. I need to keep working, uh, which is a feeling I have not felt since I started podcasting. Uh, but it's been it's been a good week. I've played, I played I, I was able to chip away at the Champions Ballad DLC for Breath of the oh, Wild uh, after beating Breath of the Wild the week previous. 
And so I had, I had finished the Champions Ballad, and now I'm in the process of slowly chipping away at building Tarrytown uh, because mm-hmm. I have beaten the game, which means I've gotten like the actual real canonical ending. Uh, my friend Will, shout out Will, uh, said that the Champions Ballad is their canonical ending. Uh, ah. And then my friend Brendan said that Tarrytown is his canonical ending. Uh, and famously, Brendan did not finish the game. Brendan built Tarrytown and then stopped playing. <laughs> It's a fair it's a fair way to play. Yeah, I think that's um, such a wild thing. I don't think I would ever do that in a video game, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But uh, it seems like it's going to be a rather rewarding time. So then once I finish all three of the canonical endings, <laughs> I will uh, maybe uh, be able to purchase Tears of the Kingdom um, because, you know, I have bills and stuff and I can't just spend yeah. $70. Yeah, $70 on a game. I, I mean, if it makes you feel any better... It's so much game. Yeah, that's what I've it's heard. It's so much game. Like, yeah. there are so many interesting systems going on. Mm. There are so many new places to explore. Mm. It's like, it's kind of mind-blowing that they did this. Yeah, that's all I've been hearing is like, oh, they could have just done Breath of the Wild 2 with mm-hmm. some, some like, quality of life stuff. And but it would have really... gotten, like, middling to good reviews and they would have sold probably the same 10 million copies that they sold and everyone would have been like yeah it's great it's great to have more breath of the wild but instead they were like here's all of the stuff that you liked from that game Mm -hmm. and a billion other things (laughs) that are gonna blow your fucking mind every five minutes yeah um i'm I'm really excited to, to get into it how's your journey been it's been great yeah um i have i've had sort of a I mean, I don't think that this is out of the ordinary, but a very nonlinear journey. Sure. Because um, the feeling that you often get in Breath of the Wild where there's like a bunch of different distractions, there's like a bunch more in this one. (laughs) Um, So it's like I... I've I've like done barely any of the critical path mm. and was just like, I'm going to go unlock this tower. I'm going to go do a bunch of shrines. Oh, wait a minute. I want to go to Hateno Village and mm. see what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I booked it to Tarrytown. Um, of course, that's home. Um, yeah, it's been great. The uh, unspoken sort of specter hanging over this podcast is how much time I spent playing Mass Effect 3 that. I could have been spending playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I still really fucking enjoyed the Mass Effect 3 time. <laughs> it's a good video, good video game. game. Yeah, coming back to it, I, I agree. I, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've actually played it again, or played it, period. Um, and it was a great time. I, I had a great time. I was, like, really mm-hmm. worried because this was kind of a... We, we had to change our recording schedule, uh, and then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it's well, Saturday yeah. Saturday night. It's Saturday night. Um, which you would think would be as equally of a, a wild... Ex- uh, energy as saturday morning no 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 <laughs> no 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 no, no. Um, we're chilling we're tired from a day of saturdaying <laughs> from a day of saturdaying um but yeah uh mass effect 3 good video game and uh we're gonna talk about it today mm-hmm. kim before we do what's your bullshit this week the bullshit this week will be delayed oh till later in the episode whoa and i will tell you when it is time for bullshit, but the time for bullshit is not yet nigh. Oh man, I'm on edge now. <laughs> this is a great energy. It could I'm... happen at any moment. <laughs> Fuck. Do Be we on have, your toes. Uh, do, do we have a signal or are you just going to like scream and tell me to stop talking so that bullshit can commence? You know, I hadn't considered it, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I, there will, I will signal you. Okay. All right. You'll know. 
well, then let's get into the episode, the earliest we've ever started talking about the video game ever on this show. Um, mm. We're going to we're going to hop onto the Normandy post Rannoch uh, before we get into the uh, rest of the stuff we're doing today. Uh, <laughs> I'm shook. I'm sh- I'm shaken. Um, we we arrived back on the Normandy, and and we touched on this last week. Uh, we talked to the Asari counselor first, uh, and she wants us to meet her in Udina's office at the Citadel. Uh, she's got some stuff to tell us. Um, and then we yak it with Hackett. Oh yeah, yak it with Hackett. Uh, who basically just tells us the Reapers have begun to turn their attention to Thessia, the Asari homeworld. Um, he also tells Gortney uh, that our mom is safe <laughs> and is working uh, as Rear Admiral at the Crucible. Also, the uh, rewriting the heretics has boosted their processing power so that they are like helping more with the Crucible uh, than if we were to have erased them, which is fun. Uh, and that's basically it. <laughs> that's all I have. Oh, from from um, Hackett, from Hackett, at from least. Hackett. Yeah, yeah, that's all I've got. Too. Cool. Uh, well, so then going to the cockpit, uh, Joker's in there, and James is talking to Joker about the Quarian suits. Uh, and then they have uh, that whole conversation, which I believe we did touch on last week, right? We did. Or yeah, this, I didn't yeah. have this here. Interesting. I wonder if I had it before you. Somehow. Maybe this was just maybe this was a separate another conversation about the Quarian suits because uh, Joker ends this one with saying, have you seen Tally? I don't have the hips to support a suit like that, which I feel like. No, yeah, lo- that was that was that, that conversation. Was that conversation. Oh, yeah. interesting. OK, well, yeah. hmm. I wonder why that happened. Uh, anyway, I, I, I love that. <laughs> have you, I don't have the hips to support a suit like that. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty funny. It um, good. And then uh, Joker compliments us and says it's the first time he's seen someone end a war by yelling. Um, Very good. In reference to how we uh, ended the Quarian Geth conflict. We go to talk to Edie, who is right there, uh, and she brings up the fact that Legion referred to himself as I instead of we, Mm -hmm. uh, saying uh, in its last moments, it was not an avatar of the Geth consensus. It was its own person, uh, which is really good. I love it a lot. Um, My robot son. My robot son. Rest in peace. Uh, mm. to everyone. Uh, and then she talks about how the fatal flaw of the Quarians were making the Geth networked mm-hmm. uh, because having them be networked, and by that we mean the more of them that are together, the higher their processing power, which meant they trended toward cooperation instead of mm-hmm. uh, individual preference how Edie was programmed. Uh, and so they basically had this like perfectly cooperative um culture uh between all the geth um and that was their biggest the quarian's biggest mistake Uh, it's good i I think that's great and i think that also really speaks to the thing that we brought up a bunch in the last episode about legion always making these choices that Mm -hmm. are like for the good of everyone and less Mm -hmm. like self-serving in in some ways uh and you know we had that conversation with um ron who was like oh well you know i can't really like you know, we made our decisions as admirals. We can't be second guessing ourselves. So we right. just got to keep doing whatever. And then uh, Legion was like, well, actually, if we all help each other, everything works out great. Uh, yeah. Immediately following that conversation. Um, I just thought that's a really interesting way to illustrate all that. That is interesting because you would think that like 
based on the way you described it, that like maybe Legion would tend to think in terms of like the collective in terms of the, the geth consensus, mm -hmm. but like, you know, maybe that is a sign of like their continuing sort of, for lack of a better word, evolution towards, mm -hmm. you know, a true AI mm -hmm. that they were able to see beyond it. I really like that read. Yeah. Uh, it's really good stuff. This is really it's good. good it's I, I think I'm going to come away from from Mass Effect as a whole with the Geth like mm -hmm. uh, artificial intelligence storyline of it all um, mm -hmm. being a thing that like will stand out for me every time I think about this series because um, it's, it's really good. I really like it. And the arc it follows from Mass Effect one to now mm -hmm. is good. It, it, it works out really well, I think, across all the games. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we go down to talk to Tally in engineering. Uh, she's doing some calculations, whatever. Uh, talking about how the Geth are helping build up, you know, um, Quarian's society and stuff, uh, saying that, like, stuff that would have taken, like, decades or centuries mm -hmm. is taking, is going to wind up taking only, like, months or years. Uh, and so, you know, when we were on Rannoch, she's like, we're not going to be able to, like live without our masks for like probably 100 200 300 years whatever uh but with the geth assistance maybe it'll be way sooner yeah which is well, really she, nice. she explains that like the geth are have started um uploading themselves yeah. into the Corian suits yeah to help jumpstart their immune systems yeah. basically i i don't fully understand it but it's like she's they're mimicking infections so the host can adapt without getting sick it's sort of like a vaccine um, and because of this, like in a few years, they won't need the suits. I think it's also interesting. She says, like, I think we'll probably keep wearing them because they're like, a, you know, they're like cultural attire at mm. this point, which is very cool. Oh, interesting. Um, I missed that. Bit. But yeah, I, I I thought that was a really interesting touch. Um, yeah. And we get a little bit of extra dialogue um, oh, with the romance. Mm -mm. Uh, Jin says, just let me know if you let a geth upload itself in there. And she says, the only thing that gets inside my suit is you. <laughs> Come on. God, <laughs> they are so they're, horny. They're so horny for each Holy other. It's, shit. it's cute. It's I think it's cute. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I don't know that I would say it like right in front of Engineer Adams or whatever. Definitely but. not. Time and place. Time and place. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, we don't have a problem with PDA here, I guess, on the Normandy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> then we go to talk to Jaffic. Yeah. <laughs> who is, uh, I would say, skeptical, I guess, of the Geth Quarian Alliance. Yeah. Um, and then goes on to say, uh, it's difficult to trust a species that hides behind a mask. Uh, yeah. In reference to the Quarians, which is like, my guy. <laughs> They're going to die if they don't. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and then he continues saying diplomacy does not win wars. Firearms do, which is just mm -hmm. also another another great, great thing. Grandpa, let's go to sleep. OK, uh, Grandpa. Yeah, it's yeah. time for dinner, Grandpa. Uh, um, and that's that's all I have. I did an interview with Diana Allers where I talked about how great the Geth are. That's that's it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just one more thing from that Javik conversation. He like. You have that whole thing where he's just like, I think you fucked up, man. Um, but then um, when he's like sort of run out of things to say to you, his like uh, like default line is do not care what others think. Do what you must. Yes. I'm like, I mean, you just like chewed me out for doing what I thought was right. But OK, whatever. <laughs> well, look, um, we can all have our opinions. You know, it's just about respecting each other, uh, even if we disagree. Is that 
Is that sure. right? Is that the read? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Sure. That's what grandpa's saying. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have on the Normandy. Uh, did you Same. have anything else? Okay. That's uh, it. Cool. Then let's move on briefly to the planet of Array where we run into a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do this one pretty quickly. I yeah. Think. Um, the idea is you hear about there are like these ex Cerberus scientists who were like holed up on this this planet mm-hmm. in the array system. And um, when you get there, it turns out Jacob has been helping them, um, like protecting them. He's like a mercenary now. <laughs> we meet Dr. Bryn Cole, who is in charge and, and has a very so charged. Cool. Yeah, she's very cool and has a very charged relationship with Jacob. You later yes. find out that he is dating her. Mm-hmm. If you were in a relationship with Jacob yes. at the end of Mass Effect 2, this is literally how you find out that Jacob has been cheating on you, <laughs> uh, which is like stinky. But even if you're not in a relationship with him, he's kind of a jerk uh, to Shepard in yeah, this. He is so um, he is so like <sighs> like kid in middle school who gets a girlfriend mm-hmm. and then makes that their personality. Yeah. You know, where You're it's like, like, I can't hang out. I have a girlfriend now. Like I can't sit mm-hmm. with you guys at lunch. I have to sit with my girlfriend and like peel her apple in her like a really gross way. <laughs> and even though she didn't ask me to. So that's so specific. AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're you're like, oh, you know, do you want to like come help me defeat the Reapers? And he's like, no, defending these people is the most important thing that I've ever done. And I'm like, I don't fully understand why it is that you're so into this, except that your girlfriend's here. Yeah. You Jacob, would just say you want to be with your girlfriend. Yeah. Do you remember when you saved the galaxy, man? <laughs> like that's yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we're at that. We're still at those level of stakes. Yeah. Um, listen with the when this mush is good but um (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck that got me yeah Uh. um and but there's this awful sort of line um where he's like you know i like want a life and i want a family it's like first of all you can't have those things if the reapers destroy us all so like yeah order of priority he says in my if these are our final days i want to spend them building a life and it's like my dude Mm -hmm. if these are your final days there is no life there is no life yeah i understand like i want to you know spend them with her okay but um (laughs) but it's just shepherd responds that like listen i get that and he's like no you don't because the normandy is your real (laughs) love like you could you could never leave and i'm like excuse (sighs) me i i am in a very committed relationship with talibas normandy right now now yeah so i don't want you to come here and tell me what are the priorities in my life because i'm looking to settle down in rannock you would get it if you had a girlfriend okay i have a girlfriend <laughs> god <laughs> i also like when you talk to bryn uh and you're like oh so what's your relationship with jacob she's like oh well you know like we met and it's like you know mm-hmm. what's whatever and then you'd go to talk to jacob and it's like hey what's your relationship with bryn like he's like we're dating this is my girlfriend i love her <laughs> i love her like okay man yeah. christ yeah hi if you want to be mad at jacob highly recommend watching these scenes um <laughs> he's a real shit heel here he he's really a real stinks. piece of shit yeah because yeah. yeah it's just like like e- even if you're not in a relationship with him it's like i don't know why you have to like come for me like this but anyway he's just like oh man how did i not realize that the, the elusive man was evil and it's like i don't know bud 
<laughs> I remember you and I talking about how we were pretty skeptical of Cerberus the entire time. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. You help these people get off um, the planet like mm-hmm. Cerberus is here basically so they can't evacuate They're They have these like defensive guns that they that Cerberus is jamming that like we need to get the guns up so the guns can defend the shuttles as the shuttles leave. So basically you you do that. You get the guns up, the shuttles can get out, mm-hmm. and um, these scientists end up working on the crucible. Yeah. Um, and Jacob's like, I'm gonna go protect them still. And it's like, I don't know that you need to do that because they have the entire alliance there, but whatever, my guy. No, he's know. gotta protect his go, girlfriend. Yeah, go enjoy her while you can. Um, I do just want to think, I, I, I do think it's it's interesting the reason that these people are ex-Cerberus is because the they were doing these experiments for oh, Cerberus, yeah. and they weren't 100% sure what was happening, but then they they were using the Reaper slash collector tech uh, from the base and just like experimenting and stuff. And there were it was split across at least two teams. Right. It was like everybody had like their component. Yeah. that They were working and on. they didn't know what how these all connected. Uh, and mm-hmm. then people started going missing uh, once they conveniently finished their component. They were like, OK, mm-hmm. see ya. Uh, and then and then, you know, Jacob was there and apparently his part of his uh, Tim skepticism started kind of, you know, uh, disseminating throughout and uh, mm-hmm. they became ex-Cerberus. And so that's it. I just think that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Not yeah, cool. It's, it's cool, just like... It's a cool, like, sort of story, like, device yeah, to explain, but like, it, 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 how they came to realize, like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Right, but the shadow of Jacob does loom so large that it's impossible to really appreciate <laughs> it. The shadow of Jacob. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, we're back on the Normandy. Yeah, now. we're back. On, we're, we're, we're back. Um, <laughs> that's it yeah some friend some friend did you have anything on the normandy for this trip i did um so first we have garris and james in the mess hall and they're like they're like competing basically to see who has like the toughest sort of war stories Mm. um and like i think it's funny there's like a whole there's a thread running through this of every time Garrus is like, oh, you know, I did like X, Y, and Z. Um, mm. And James like, oh, you're you're just old, you know, you have more stories because you're old. And I'm like, Garrus is like canonically the same age as Shepard, who is like no more than 32. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess is maybe old in military terms in terms of like active duty. I don't really know. I'm making this up. Maybe. But yeah, I, I just think it's funny that that's like the the through line. But then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, one time I worked with this kid, James, and he was, you know, kind of a dickhead, but a good, you know, like they're they they like each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, also, James calls Garrus scars. That's his nickname for James, Ooh, for Garrus, which I feel like edgy. he could do better. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this in this one, I did some of the stuff that I think you already did, which is I invited trainer up to mm. um my room to play chess. If you have not locked in a romance at that time, um, you <laughs> basically can end up taking a shower with her. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's like, Oh my God, this shower is amazing. I'm like, so jealous that you have your own shower. And you're like, you can shower if you want. She's like, you can join <laughs> oh me if you God. want. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess that's also only if you're playing F Shep. Cause I think she's, she's, uh, lesbian. lesbian yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, I also invited James up. I don't know if you've yes. done this one yet. I, forgot. I did. Okay. So, yeah, we talked about N7. I encouraged him to join. Yep. Um, some good voice acting here by Freddie Prince Jr. I'm high on the Freddie Prince Jr. supply lately. I'm really, <laughs> He's doing really great. into it. I'm yeah. a fan. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and that's pretty much all all i have oh cool. there was one thing um that i was like this doesn't make any fucking sense though is when he talks about like his last assignment and like everything that went wrong he says mm. one of the colonists like they were betrayed because one of the colonists turned out to be a cerberus spy working with the collectors interesting that doesn't make any fucking sense that's i didn't even clock that but yeah I guess they were Cerberus and then they got indoctrinated, maybe. But to call them a Cerberus spy working for the collectors feels. Yeah, weird. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from that. Yeah. Good scene. Good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Good job, James. We love our boy. Um, mm-hmm. To the Citadel. Yeah. Well, had you talked to I don't remember if this was a conversation you would have had with Steve earlier uh, or this mm-hmm. run. Um, where he's talking about like missing his husband mm-hmm. uh, and then you're like oh well you should like go deal with this like you should you know feel these yeah. feelings do this whole thing um, which which leads to a scene in the Citadel uh, Correct. Yeah. where we will go now <laughs> We're here. The only reason I brought that up is because that is the first note I have here uh, for the Citadel. Just says, ah, Mm -hmm. Cortez is in the docking bay looking at pics of his beloved Robert. Yeah. Um, Really, really sad stuff. Um, And you talk Mm -hmm. to him and he like puts it on that the wall, you know, the remembrance wall or whatever. Um, And and, you know, it's it's like, I think I need a minute. You know, I think I need some time here to just like be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for everything. And it's really sweet. I, I yeah. love Steve Cortez and I cannot believe I, I had never heard of this character before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rules. Yeah, he's, he's really underrated. I think that um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just less uh, less well known because like he's not that like I assume not that popular of a romance. Um, uh, sure. Like, you know, it's like you have to decide you have to a be only be playing a, an M shop and you have to decide like, I'm going to do a completely new romance with right. someone I like haven't met before in in the previous trilogy. So I imagine it's like not a very popular romance, which is maybe why you don't hear as much about the character, but he's, sure. great. he's I, great. I love this character so much. Um, every playthrough. I'm so excited. Uh, when it's Cortez time. Yeah. As much as I love like Chakwas and engineer Adams and Donnelly and stuff like the personality and the storyline that Cortez gets mm-hmm. that, that the rest of those kind of side crewmates don't get. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think it's just really great writing and it, it makes me want the other characters to have like storylines. You know what I mean? Besides, mm-hmm. besides like, Oh, we yeah. talk and we drink scotch and then, and then that's it. And we don't talk for the rest yeah. of the game. I, I do wonder to what extent it was sort of like, because clearly now in Mass Effect 3, they're mm. doing kind of like a remedial like, hey, we're we're introducing more like LGBT. Romances, sure, sure, sure. Finally. Um, and I think that I think this is true with Trainer, too. It's like they very easily could have been just like token characters, like sort of like the the Kelly Chambers route where like you don't really know much about Kelly Chambers, yeah. but she's there and like you can, you know, hook up with her yeah, or whatever. It's the just sleep like with your funsies. secretary route. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so like it could, they could have been very lazy about it. And Definitely. I think it it's um, it speaks highly of of the team that they um, put so much effort into these two characters that they're like pretty well-rounded yeah, you know they're, they're pretty fleshed um, out um yeah and which, they have cool stories and yeah. um and they, they contribute i think like they have mm-hmm. they have active roles in the stories 
They do, yeah. Like, even on on missions, right? You know, like there are certain missions those... where that trainer, like we wouldn't have if trainer wasn't right there and right. as good as at her job as she is, you know. And she has mm -hmm. input on those things as well, which I think is also an, an important step to take. There, she's yeah. not just the person getting the messages; she is also like interpreting them and being like, "Hey, maybe I think we should check this out," mm -hmm. um, which is good stuff. And, uh, like on that note too, I think it's like it's it's a good demonstration of the game's theme that like it it sort of takes like an entire community to like, you know, win a war or, totally. you know, do something this successfully is like the people who matter are not just the people on the front lines, but mm -hmm. like the people supporting them. And I think it's a nice yeah. um, sort of acknowledgement of that. I anyway, anyway, um, James is going to back tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he is. He's getting a big because um, he has piece. decided to yeah to join N seven. So he's mm. like, "There's no official way for me to accept this right now, yeah. so I'm getting a tattoo." Yeah, which is um relatable, but um, yeah, I don't know what Jin's I don't know what Jin's response but was to that. But Gortney said uh, that he shouldn't take it lightly, uh, and then he says that he'll have to prove himself uh, to Shepard, mm. uh, and we say we ha you have to prove yourself to yourself. Uh, yeah, which is nice. I <laughs> yeah, I said some some similar stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we had like a little conversation where he was like, because like I, you know, can't like formally join the program until after the war. Like mm -hmm. I'm considering you my trainer. Yeah. And Jin's like, OK. <laughs> um, and for that reason, I was like, I'm going to start bringing James on more missions. A, because I just like him and B. Yeah. Um, because I like, you know, role playing and like, all right, I'm going to, you know, take this seriously. Yeah, I love um, that. I love that a lot. Yeah. This conversation ends with a goof about how like it's like, oh, that's going to like sting for a while. You're going to have to put your armor back on or whatever. He's like, yeah, you know, I'll handle it. Terrible tattoo care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Like I cannot stress enough. Don't go and put don't get a tattoo when you know you're going to have to go and put your armor back on mm -hmm. and be like, you know, fighting and sweaty in the field. Yeah. That can't be good for yeah. it. Well, he does spend a lot of time on the ship. To be fair, he spends a lot of time on the ship in a tank top, um, which I do feel like is like a good <laughs> way to let that breathe. You know, um, mm, yeah, I, I believe this is a unique F Shep dialogue opportunity um, mm. where uh, we're, when we're still talking about the tattoo. And he says, uh, oh, we should get <laughs> we should get matching tats or you oh, should yeah. get my name dot 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 somewhere special. And then Courtney <laughs> is like. It's <laughs> like, look, are you gonna ever gonna make good on this flirting? Like, like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, um, I, well, you know. And he gets like really uncomfortable about it. Uh, and that's that's how that ends. I thought it was just like really funny. That's that good. He's yeah. like, you know, he, he's all talk, which I think is just really great for this fucking beefed guy. Um, he is yeah. to just be an absolute like wimp <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. Uh, really good. That teenage girl is still waiting for her parents. <sighs> yeah. Um and. Like I got sort of two of those while I was here. Um, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, still waiting. I'm sure they'll be here soon. Mm -hmm. And the CSEC guard is like, OK, well, I'm going to come like check on you in a little bit if that's OK. Yeah. Which I think is really sweet. He's still looking out for her. Mm -hmm. And then um, sort of the last bit of dialogue in this little bitty storyline. She's still there. She has no word for her parents. And now she's like she's finally like starting to worry. Yeah. Um, she's like, it's been so long. Um, and he just says, I'm, sh I, you know, I don't know what the situation is, but I'm sure they'd be happy knowing you're safe. And she yeah. says, I just miss them so much. It's so sad. Uh, yeah. And that's the end of it. It's the next time I went there, it started back at the beginning. Yeah. Mine is. Yeah. It looped, um, which is kind of upsetting that it looped, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it sort of ruins the immersion, but, but it's, um, it's a good little but, vignette. I really like it. 
Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, just popped into Huerta Memorial. Jacob's there. Yeah, and he's like, hey, are. my girlfriend's pregnant. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. And she wants to name it Shepherd, which I think is so funny. Um, wee woo, wee woo. It's time for um, the bullshit. <gasps> okay. Uh, as we all know, if you listened to our Mass Effect 1 season and our Mass Effect 2 season, mm-hmm. I did a recurring bullshit segment where I tried to convince friends of mine to name their babies after planets from Mass Effect 1 and from Mass Effect 2. Okay. I was unsuccessful both times. Right. And this time I don't have any friends having babies. Right. But we do have Jacob. And so (laughs) this is uh, planets from Mass Effect 3 that I think Jacob should name his baby after. Oh, man. Oh, man. That just made me walk away from my desk. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. Ooh, OK, um, uh, let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's go. get started. Um, OK, the first one I have is a planet called Mola. M-O-L-A. Great. And I picked this because it's kind of like Lola. So I think James will like it because that's what he calls F Shep. Oh, yeah. Now, this, I want to do a mini bullshit here, which is, do we think that James and Jacob would be friends? No. No? I, I didn't th- think so either. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm projecting. I think I think James is the type of guy who doesn't have beef with people, mm-hmm. but he will, like, he will listen to anybody speak, but he will just, like, totally tune out. Like, he will not give anything back, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but he'll never be outwardly antagonistic because... He is only outwardly antagonistic to the people that he likes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think if if he's not mean to you, then that's how you know that Jacob hates or James hates you. Yeah, I think that you're right about that. And I don't I can't fully explain it, but I just feel like the the vibes are different. Definitely. The vibes between these men are just I think that Jacob thinks that James is like a little immature, especially now he's like. I'm having a baby like I am a fully adult man and I don't have time for your childish antics. Yeah. Um, You don't even know what love is. Yeah, exactly. God, if you had a girlfriend, you'd understand. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that they would be friends. So I don't think that he would name his child Mola, probably. Um, Next up uh, is the name Kalax. C-A-E-L-A-X. Maybe Kalix is the. Um, yeah yeah, i like this because it's almost like a jazzed up caden oh i would also be shocked if some millennial in the midwest hasn't independently quote invented this name (laughs) and given it to their son yeah um this is kaylee c-a-e-l-e-i-g-h adjacent um yeah kaylin you know kaylin calix but look k is kind of a cute little nickname i think it is. And spelled C-A-E. It's C-A-E. like, oh, cute. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's got some spin on it. So, yeah, I think that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Sidon. S-I-D-O-N. Okay. In honor of the release of Tears of the Kingdom, I had to put this one on yeah, here. My, Who oh, wouldn't want to name <laughs> their kid after our fish boyfriend? Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear he um, I, I hear he he has a girlfriend in this one. He has a fiance. A fiance. Yeah. <gasps> I'm so sorry to everybody out there. I know. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's really bummed about it. Um yeah. I think we all know that we could treat him better. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, <laughs> next up is Fermi, F-E-R-M-I. That one is a very cute nickname, yes? Yeah, Fermi is cute. Fermi is also a, um, a reference to the Fermi paradox. Correct. Um, which is a thing that is uh, basically the universe is so big and there's so many planets and stuff that there has mm-hmm. to be there has to be life on other planets is like the, the really boiled down version of it. But the paradox is if there is other life on the planets on other planets, then why haven't we encountered it yet? Correct. Um, and this is based on uh, this is paradox uh, is associated with Enrico Fermi. Yes. Um, who is known as the architect of the atomic bomb. So maybe oh, not. I didn't maybe know that not part. This one. Wow, my philosophy class, my philosophy of the future, and my philosophy mm-hmm. of science fiction classes did not teach me that part. Yeah. Um, wow. So maybe not that one. Maybe um, not. Well, but no. Look, we we Hackett loves the atomic. Hackett bomb. loves the bomb. We do. <laughs> the, the The Mass Effect universe has decided that maybe nuclear war was good, actually. Yeah, and if there's one person who Jacob would. <laughs> Be Fuck. like, yeah, I like this person's opinions. Shit. It's Admiral Hackett. Yeah. No, it's probably not Admiral Hackett, actually. I don't even no. know who he would look up to now. That's a good question, honestly. Um, uh, food for thought. Um, <laughs> next up, this one might be my favorite one, is Silva. S-I-L-V-A. Oh. I think that's a very pretty name. Um, yeah. You can uh, go with the nickname Sylvie, which is, um, very cute sort of retro, which is sort of in right now, all these retro names. Yeah. Um, and, uh, this planet was named for Mateus Silva, the leader of the prospector team that unearthed the Prothean archives on Mars. Oh, there you go. Which is, yeah, like a a pretty unproblematic uh, scientist to be named after as far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know, right? Yeah, at least, I don't know. Maybe at least he, from like, their scientific on a secretary or yeah, something. Their scientific yeah. work doesn't have any issues with it, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe that as a person probably sucked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Silva. Next up, we have sort of a twofer. It's two similar names. Okay. That I like for similar reasons. Yeah. First up is Benning. Oh. Um. That's cute. Uh. Yeah, it's cute. You could Ben Benny. Um. Or alternatively, Benes, B-E-N-E-S-S, um, which some might say is like the more feminine version and is a lovely tribute tribute to Elaine Benes from Seinfeld, um, played by obviously the incomparable Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, if we're going by the same metrics we were in the last two, Benes is really easy to turn into just like Venus or like like it's like really <laughs> close to penis um, so, I, I see yeah. I, I i was like penis is a really like <laughs> What's a up, specific penis? thing but yeah i see yeah i i'm always grateful to you to point out these things to me what can um, i say so, I'm a bully. you know <laughs> so jacob doesn't make a terrible mistake in naming his child yeah um Next up is another twofer. Okay. Two names that have something in common that I like about them. We have uh, Gotha, G-O-T-H-A, okay. or Sazgoth, S-A-G, or sorry, S-A-Z-G-O-T-H. And this is nice if you want to guide your child to become a goth. To be goth, yeah. 
Yeah, um, if that's like the aesthetic that you want for your child when they're in the high school cafeteria, future goths of the galaxy. And I think it would be pretty funny to imagine Jacob with a goth child because I don't think he would get it. Oh no, they would fight so often. So much, so much. He's not going to... What's with the makeup? Come on. (laughs) Your mother would never. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. a little bit of me wanting to torture Jacob. Um, But unfortunately the next one is just a good name. This is probably like top three. Uh, This is Zamari X A M A R R I. I can't even make a goof about it. It's just a good name. Zamari is good. And the fact that it's It's X and that it has two R's for some reason, gives Mm -hmm. it a little bit extra juice. Yeah. A little bit of extra Spice. I'm into it. I always love a name that starts with X because I feel like Mm -hmm. you can just like the nickname can just be like X. Like you could just call them X, which is so fucking hard. Like that's so good. AJ, I have to I have to say that is very Elon Musk of you. Fuck me. Come on. Don't do (laughs) that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I got it. I just have to speak the truth. Um, I'm not holding. Let's on. move we, on. Hold on, I can't. I can't move on yet. I just need to sit for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Okay, let's move on. We'll move on. Um, to uh, maybe <sighs> arguably an even better name. Mm. We have the cousin of Jun Thor. It's Yun Thori. No. Y U N T H O R I. Yun Thori. Yeah. It's kind of giving kinda- like young. Uh, rapper name you know <laughs> yeah it is giving that a little bit isn't it yeah maybe that's good uh, yeah it's like uh they're associating themselves with the thorian i'm young yeah. i'm young thory i mean it's also possible that the th is is a is pronounced t like a t yuntori which is also, also good. a good one yeah yeah um okay finally mm. my last one I have I'm pretty sure this this planet is in all three games because I have thought about it every time I did this bullshit. Um, And I want to sell you on it before I say the name. Okay, it's derived from a Dutch word that means the head. So it has a lot of authority to it. Sure. It's also the last name of a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Okay. good, smart vibes. Mm -hmm. The only drawback is um how it is spelled it is pronounced wait let me double check and make sure i'm gonna oh, pronounce this love right. that you have to check how it's pronounced hold on <laughs> makes me think it's spelled just it's just like fuck is there less like, <laughs> no this is my kid fuck okay it is pronounced toft okay but it is spelled thooft mm-hmm. t-h-o-o-f-t <laughs> <laughs> okay say it again Thoft. toft toft i like that that's a great that's it's sort g- of like when you you're named christopher and you go by tof oh okay sure which i've known a tof really he's I, my my ra in my um shout out comics and animation class oh hell yeah which was not learning to make comics and animate them but the analysis of comics which is arguably worse yes no Um, that rules i love that shout out to tof shout out to tof Um, he wore every day i think it was like his his like like steve jobs i can't think about outfits he wore every single day 
a khaki shirt, a khaki colored shirt, khaki pants, and khaki colored Crocs. No, Toph. <laughs> Toph. <laughs> I listen. Say what you want about the fashion. Very good camouflage. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude's um, trying to blend in. Yeah, he is blending in. Oh, wow, he is. Um. Anyway, shout out to Toph. This one's for you. <laughs> Toft. Toft is good. I like. I like Toft yeah. as a name. I do think. I think I come out liking Benning the most. Really? Okay. I really like Benning. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Sil- Silva is up there. Silva's good. Zamari. Zamari is also. You had to up not there. say that one, though, to save face, I imagine. <laughs> to save face. Yeah, I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to draw attention back to it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but Benning is really cute. I think it's because I have a friend who has a kid named um, Benedict. And they oh, call him Benny, and, I, and I it's have a so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I love this, and yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Jacob, on your uh, nuptials. Congrats, I guess. Jacob. Um, Sorry, congrats, Bryn. Fuck Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> but she is carrying Jacob's child. I mean, Jacob's I don't child. know. Maybe my condo- Yeah, my, my condolences, condolences to Bryn. Yeah. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure he'll be a great father. He has a lot to prove, but like. <laughs> Hallmark's a great just, dad, someone with something to prove. <laughs> Definitely. They always like they they yeah, that's a good point. The ones that are trying point. to prove something yeah. are always the best. You got one. you got me there. <laughs> no, that's um, good. Uh, yeah. anyway. Hopefully he'll be less of a drag. Hopefully. And for the record, all of those names better than Shepherd. Do not name your child Shepherd, please. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's Huerta. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, great. Thank you, Huerta Memorial. Uh, thank you, Kim, for the bullshit. I love that You're it just welcome. showed up in the middle of the episode. That was riveting. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to, like, you know, take the wind out of our sails in the Jacob's having a kid discussion <laughs> prematurely. So I waited until the moment. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's good. Um, Edie and Joker on a date. Uh, yeah. That's kind of cute. Um, they're officially in the relationship and Edie mm-hmm. says like based on his, uh, you know, micro expressions and stuff that he is happier uh, mm-hmm. than he has been, which is sweet. Um, um, I liked the line where she goes, he said he was like a little skeptical of like her robot body at first. Mm-hmm. She goes, he, he said I didn't have to conform to some feminine ideal in order to impress him, impress him. And I wrote literally wrote in my notes. That's bullshit. Because he basically like might as well have said to me, a wooga out loud. Yeah. And then she immediately goes, I then called him on his bullshit and we <laughs> proceeded to talk normally. So I appreciated <laughs> that. And Beautiful. then after you like end that conversation, if you try to talk to them again, um, one of the like dialogues they have is they're playing hot or not. Yes. Yeah. She's like, okay, the Asari counselor. He's like, nah, she wears too much makeup for me. Um, and then she's like, oh, the Asari consort. And he's like, hot, obviously. This is getting um, weird. Can we stop? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, the Delatras, to which yeah. he just says, ew. <laughs> really good. Very good. Um, also, Arya's still here. She says it's easier to coordinate, like, you know, her mm-hmm. guys against the Reapers here, but they're like, you know, rebuilding and shoring up defenses on mm-hmm. Omega. So good for her. Good for her. Um, uh, Javik is at the embassies mm-hmm. uh, hanging out. Um, he says the line, the Citadel was the heart of our civilization and its demise. Mm-hmm. Um, he is surprised to hear about a multi species council. Uh, again, expresses his skepticism of not one species holding an iron fist in the galaxy mm-hmm. um, because it worked out so well for the Protheans, obviously. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, a- he literally 
literally told us that was our downfall was we were too <laughs> homogenous, yeah. but he's still clinging to the belief that our way is worse. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, grandpa. Classic. Yeah. Um, then there's a Hanar hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> Jaffik uh, proceeds to just f- like fuck it up. <laughs> supremely by like <laughs> touching its head and talking and it's like oh you're a hanar and it's like i then and kindler has touched me yeah and it's, it's like, like starts, freaking out because it's literally it sees what it god. believes to be a god yeah. in front of it yeah and then other people start to gather like a turian and an asari walk over mm. and they're like oh my god you're actually a prothean like what is your wisdom for the war <laughs> yeah. and he's like you're all gonna die, basically. <laughs> um, talking about like you know the, your your odds of survival or whatever, and you can do a paragon interrupt here, yes. which I did take. Where Shepard's like, I don't think that's gonna work. I think that's not the best idea. Yeah, and then he gives an actual uh, pep talk, which is like he doesn't does. it like doesn't suck. Um, yeah, it feels like he's learning. Yeah, um, um, I did actually miss that interrupt one time because I wanted I wanted to like hear if he had another line mm-hmm. and then it, it, it cut. And so it, I uh, so refreshed, good, yeah. I refreshed and did that scene again <laughs> so that I could get the interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, yeah, as he, a, a rare, nice moment from Javik. Um, yeah. He basically says you're still alive now, so you can still fight. You mm-hmm. know, when like my people knew all of your people, when your species were young and we saw potential in you. So seize that potential. and like, tell the reapers to fuck off. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Afterwards, the Asari comes up. She's like, thank you. That was really great. And Jen's like, yeah, Javik's one of the best soldiers I've ever seen. <laughs> Javik says, yeah, you're pretty good, too, for a human who once lived in caves. Um, cool. But he says, thank you. I enjoyed my time here walking among the young. Which actually is a sweet moment for Grandpa. Nice. Yeah. That I, lo- nice. I love the young people. That's a... <laughs> A SpongeBob reference yeah. for you all out there. He really is the old man from SpongeBob. How many times do we need to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> um, it's a shame that Will doesn't listen to this podcast because he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just clip that bit for him. Yeah, I'll just send that bit to him. Uh, also, here is Samara, um, which is nice. Oh, um, that's interesting. Is not tr- not true? Oh, well, that's right. I keep uh, forgetting yeah, Samara's she's dead, dead in my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Samara's there, um, and you're like, hey, what's up? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I guess I came to just, like, say thanks and goodbye, um, which is, like, really <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah. she says that she's honored to have Shepard leading the war. Uh, she says in our final hours, which is, like, not a great way to frame it, Samara, yeah, please. Woof. Um, and then we're like, well, we intend to win, so hopefully these won't be our final hours. Uh, and she says, either way, the galaxy will be changed. <laughs> Which is like, girl, sure, please, just like she was always so fucking grim. I know. Um, <laughs> we ask about the Justicars, and she says probably there won't be any left after the war. Um, and then we, you know, part ways uh, with Samara for good until the party, I guess. Um, mm. uh, I assume. Miranda had sent us an email. I was like, hey, we want to talk on the Citadel. Come to the Spectre room, and and we'll chat. Uh, and so you call her up and there she is, all her perfect genetics and everything. Um, <laughs> I forget what she looks like every time. 
Um, yeah. Uh, ever since we finished Sorry. Mass Effect 2, I basically forget Miranda that exists. <laughs> except <laughs> except for in the bullshits when I only remember that she has perfect genetics. But every other moment, mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this person? And Miranda? Real helmet of hair. Real helmet of hair, for sure. Um, she mentions the fact she didn't know that Kai Lang was alive. Uh, and then tells us that Oriana, who is her quote unquote sister, quote unquote younger mm-hmm. clone, um, is missing and that she's heard a rumor that her father is working on something for the elusive man, quote, something big. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're like, OK, well, we'll so, uh, keep an ear out for it, I guess. Yeah, she uh, thinks she thinks he kidnapped her. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um. Do you want to do the conversation with the Asari counselor last before we? Yeah, I think uh, that makes get sense. Into, yeah. Yeah. Um, so other things I did in the mm-hmm. embassies, uh, I spoke to the Elcor ambassador. Yes, I did do that. Who's like, hey, listen, the Reapers are all are on our home planet, Delcuna. Um, and the whole time he's like sorrowful, like all of yeah, like he's, he's really so sad. sad. Um, he's like, listen, our our we have like warriors who are like trapped on the planet. I've asked like every other race in the in the citadel, yeah. and they've they haven't been able to help us. Like, can you please help us? Ugh. Um, and so Jin's like, yeah, you know, if I can help, I'll you know, I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, poor dude, poor dude. Uh, did you also do the Din Korlak? Yeah, thing? I was gonna say we have there's a whole yeah. there's a whole side thing with Din Korlak. I don't even think we really need to get into it. Um, Din Korlak is a guy who we've run into a couple of times now. He was the one who I, I forget he was connected to Thane's mission. Like when you meet Thane, he was connected to him somehow, and I can't remember exactly um, what it was. You 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 like meet him with his. No. I think I think that's a different one. That's a different he was in, um Shit. Mass Effect. Yeah. I oh, he was... yeah. He's the he's the one who you meet in the first yeah. game, I think, where he's like rude to you, where like he's there with the Elcor uh-huh. and the Elcor is really nice to you. Yes. And the and Din Korlak is really rude to you. Yeah. I don't think he's in Mass Effect 2. My apologies to not the, according to the, to the fandom.com. Yeah, I think you're you're thinking of that other Volus who yeah. yeah, that little piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't um, know why they have to make so many Volus little pieces of shit. They are anyway. all kinds of little pieces of shit. They, 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 little pieces of shit. It's kind of weird. They're 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 like it's a little reductive. They're they're like banker coded, which is like not a great vibe. Yeah, um, not a good vibe. Not at a good all. vibe at all. But you know, it doesn't take any of the other, I guess, <laughs> banker coded things that mm-hmm. other pieces of media do. So yeah. I guess that's a plus. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> there's a tiny little mission here that I don't even really want to get into. Um, unless you think it's like super interesting I, at all. I, it basically just sets up how you reunite with Zaid. Yeah. Um, essentially, like the Turians have put a price on on Din Korlak's head because they think he's been working with Cerberus, which is true. Mm-hmm. But he's recently tried to get out. So he's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm innocent. And it turns out he he gets um, like basically nabbed by a few mercenaries who are trying to. Um, cash in on uh, that bounty on his head. And one of them is Zaid. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, Shepard ends up uh, like on comms with Din Korlak while he's like, you know, in their custody, mm-hmm. essentially. 
Um, and Jep is like, oh, I know Zaid, like tell him X, Y, and Z. And uh, he does. And Zaid like gets the message to like take out the other mercenaries. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, okay, what's going on here? And together we uh, convinced in Korlak to tell us like what intel he has, which is that uh, Cerberus is about to attack a particular during a colony. So now we can like prevent that or whatever. And mm-hmm. in return um, for like saving his life, Din Korlak also um, <laughs> pledges like the, um, the Volus like, bombing Volus. fleet. Yeah. Their yeah. fleet. So you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> um, and Saeed's like, Hey, meet me in the, um, you know, the like refugee camp. We'll chat. Yeah. Um, and essentially that conversation is just Saeed's like, oh yeah, let me see if I can like scrounge up some like old contacts or whatever and like Mm -hmm. contribute to the war effort. So he's a war asset. There you go. Weird, weird that Zaid doesn't join the squad after that. I feel like he's just like standing in the docks. (laughs) I guess because he was DLC to begin with. It's like, oh, I guess I don't know how they would like. Yeah, that's right. Cause um, I get him. And if you didn't have him, right. They're just not in the game. Right. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in three if you didn't have the DLC for them in two. Right. Got it. Right. And then I hung out with some people in the Presidium Commons. Uh, yeah, the Presidium. The Presidium's good. I think uh, just to want to touch on uh, locking in the Liara romance in the Presidium. Oh, um, good. Mm-hmm. For fi- finally, uh, finally doing that. Um, she's looking out, you know, over the Presidium and is just talking about like, I can't believe that this is the place. This is, you know, the Citadel is still here, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we talk about <laughs> wanting to have children, um, oh, kind, wow. of, kind of apropos of nothing. It's like, yeah, it would be That's nice to, real... to have babies. And she's like, oh, yeah. Um, and then she she talks about um, as a child, she would dig for ruins in her front yard uh, and Benezia, her mom, um, would like yell at her and stuff. And she talks about how her favorite color is yellow and it's very sweet and very cute. Yeah. Uh, and then uh she says, I like talking like this as friends, to which Courtney replied, I want more than that. And she's like, so do I. And then they kiss. And that's, um, that's great. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. I, I, I love Liara. I feel like she's really done an injustice in this game where she like mm. barely speaks at all on the on the uh, ship. Yeah, which is a big, big bummer for me. But like on the missions and stuff, I think she's great. But just all of these like side missions there. It's like you'll walk into the, her room and she's talking to somebody else, but she rarely has anything to say to Shepard, which stinks. Yeah, she has like noticeably less dialogue than, say, like Garrus. Um, yeah. For like no clear reason. Yeah, it doesn't really make um, any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I also uh, had some conversations with some other folks, Please. including Ashley. Oh, yeah. We meet at uh, the restaurant. And um, I mean, it's like such a nothing conversation, honestly, Um, I guess because I have now locked in Tolly. But um, Mm. she's like, oh, you know, I'm watching the shuttles. It reminds me of when my dad would ship out. Um, She says her dad would have liked gin um, because he was like, you know, a career military guy, too. Mm. Um, And Jin asked, like, what do you think your life would have been like if you didn't join the Alliance? And she was like, I like I can't even imagine that. Like, there was a time when I like you know, like did the teenage rebellion thing and said I was going to like run away with a guy. And my dad was just like, yeah, pack your bags, whatever. Um, <laughs> nice. Because he knew that she was like too close with her family to ever leave. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, and the last thing we talk about is like, oh, you know, it's nice to like 
get away and like have these moments. But she's like, I feel guilty Mm -hmm. doing that. Um, And Jin's like, well, you have to or else like, you know, you'll go crazy. (laughs) And she says that he's a crappy commander, um, I guess, for like suggesting that she like rest or whatever. And he and Jin goes, you're a crappy commander. And she goes, sir. Stop. Again, I, I hate, hate this dynamic Ugh. with the two of them. Bah. And it's like it's especially stinky, like uh, given that they used to be an item. Um, just no yeah. good. Um, yeah. yeah, this is like kind of a bummer of a conversation. I would have liked a little <laughs> bit more. I think it would have been like I understand why they kind of wouldn't do it, but it would have been nice to have like a little bit of like a, I don't know, debrief about the fact that like, okay, we were in a relationship or not anymore. Like, you know, I hope yeah. that you're like happy, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Or um, even just like a, wow, we've known each other for a long time, huh? Like it's mm-hmm. weird to be back on this, the Normandy, blah, 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 anything, you know? Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I remember the, um, the Caden conversation is sort of equally <laughs> bland. Sure. Um, unle- unless you had romanced him and then there's like a little bit of like, you know, well, I guess you're with that guy now <laughs> or whatever. Like, um, it's funny. But anyway, I also spoke to Tali here. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So she's talking to some Turian and mm-hmm. like coordinating fleet activities <sighs> from here. They've been supporting the Turian fleet by like evacuating colonies and offering medical support and things like that. Um, And she's like, yeah, you know, like. It was like right here three years ago that Saren's assassins like fired at me and like got me. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she was like, she's like, I had a fever in minutes, but I like ran to the embassy to try to offer the information I had about Saren. And the Turian clerk there called me a suit rat and threatened to throw me off the station if I didn't leave. Rancid. Yeah. And Jin's like, oh, I bet he, you, you wish he could see you now. And she's like, well, that's the thing. That was him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he remembers me. And Jin's like, well, it's like really noble that you're like helping in spite of that. <laughs> she says the war is too big for old grudges. Um, and like, you know, it all worked out because like that's how I found you. Mm. Um, she says, I I nearly reminded him of who I was, though. I like almost made him apologize and like rubbed his nose in it a little bit, and you know, maybe I still need to grow up. And Jin says, well, the difference between you and him is like you helped when it counted. Yeah. And she says, the difference was you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my heart. Yeah. That's um, very sweet. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. That scene made me upset <laughs> because he, he yeah. was so mean to her. Don't be mean yeah. to her. Anyway, uh, did you do your uh, Garrus scene here or no? I did. Yes. Cool. I went ahead and did that. Let's talk about that scene because it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. So you go meet Garrus in the docking bay. And he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, and you, we had gotten a letter from him previously that was like, hey, I want to meet up on the Citadel. Like, I just want to hang out. Um, mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, what's up? And you, know, you talk for a second. And he says, uh, if this is my last day, I would want to remember it. Uh, so get in like there's like a shuttle and you're driving in the shuttle and he asks you ever had one thing you've always wanted to do (laughs) (laughs) and you're like um i'm not sure what that means uh and and he basically is like well i've always wanted to go to the top of the presidium um Mm -hmm. and so we do drive to the top of the presidium (laughs) i like he says um you know i always wanted to do that but regulations prohibited it and Jin goes, so you got them changed? And he says, no, now I just don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're so we're sitting up above the uh, 
the Presidium just like hanging out. Um, <laughs> Shepard's like, oh, should we take a dive in the pool? Uh, which is funny. Um, uh, <laughs> he says, yeah. you've obviously <laughs> never seen a Turian swim. Uh, to which Courtney is like, oh, I'd pull you out. It'd be fine. <laughs> uh, and then he replies, it make up for all the times I pulled your ass out of a fire. Novaria, Pharos, Ilos. <laughs> we've had a hell of a ride, haven't we, Shepard? Uh, <sighs> and then we talk about what it, what true friendship is. And it's like yeah. so, it's so sweet. And I love Garrus mm-hmm. so much. He's so my much. best friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is, I think this might just be like a, sort of like just an M shop thing, which would be mm. kind of shitty. But Jin says, I'm lucky to say I know someone like that. You know, I'm lucky mm-hmm. to say that I know you, who's like a real friend. And Garrus goes, so am I. You're not going to propose marriage now, are <laughs> he you? D- he does say that. He did? Him, yeah. Okay. So it's not just a no homo thing. I love that. <laughs> um, but bitch, I might. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then he, uh, so then we do, I, I wrote in my notes, we do some bro shooting. Uh, we, take mm-hmm. out, we take out our uh, sniper rifles and it's like, all right, yeah. finally, let's settle this once and for all. Who's the better shot between the two of us? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we throw some stuff and we shoot them. And then uh, after the second one, you get the option to miss on purpose. Yeah. Um, which I did take. I did too. Yeah. And so you miss and then Garrus hits it and he lifts his arms up and it like zooms out. He says, I'm Garrus Vicarian and this is now my favorite spot on the Citadel. Uh, and yeah. it is so sweet. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love this man. I love would him so much. follow him into hell. Uh, you get it. You yeah. get it now, right? I get I get it. I still am like totally platonically in love with Garrus, though. I, I have to say I have to when apologize. When you do the romance, man, I know the way it starts in Mass Effect 2 <laughs> is very like this is weird. Yeah. But like when it develops into like like a true romance mm. in three, it is so good. Mm. He is such a good boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just it's very heartwarming. Yeah. It's so good. I do also love uh, this. This ends because like it's they're They've been throwing bottles to yeah. shoot at. And Shepard goes, I'm glad you're around. You never know when the bottles might revolt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun, funny ending to a great scene. Yeah. Really good stuff. So then we finally head back to the ambassador level and head into mm-hmm. Udina's office uh, where the Asari counselor is waiting for us. Um, we see everything in Udina's office kind of like, you know, there are people in there going through filing cabinets mm-hmm. and, you know, at uh, like uh, computers and stuff. And yeah, it's like it's a crime scene. Yeah, basically. they're they're still investigating how he's connected to Cerberus and how he managed to uh, how he managed the coup. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. What have you found? She's like, that's not what I'm here to talk about. And you're like, oh, uh, OK. <laughs> um, and she implies that she has info on the catalyst, which is the thing that we need for the crucible in order to make it actually work. Um, and you're like, oh, OK, cool. And she's like, oh, well, well it's not actually. And you like go into like a, a, a private area and she's like, OK, now I don't actually know anything about the catalyst, but uh, there's a pretty old temple on Thessia, the Asari homeworld. Mm-hmm. And there's an artifact in there that was classified at the highest level level and it has been for like thousands of years mm-hmm. um and so if if anything like if any known thing were to be the catalyst it could it would probably be that and so you're like okay so i guess we'll go check it out then um and she tells you that the 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 reapers are you know have also begun uh, attacking Thessia. I, I believe hackett told us that i mean um mm-hmm. And so she tells yeah, us that but a, you you ask her, like, why are you suddenly cooperating? <laughs> yes. And she says, well, now Thessie is threatened. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. We're like, we say we say, why did you keep this 
she, she, you ask about like this, uh, the, the, the temple and stuff. And you're like, why would you have kept this hidden? Like from from your allies. And she says, well, even allies have agendas. Uh, there's a balance that you can't upset. And you're like, OK, well, that's what the Reapers are doing right now is upsetting this balance. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's why I'm sharing it with you. It's like, OK, lady, too little, too late, yeah. but whatever. Uh, she says events have forced our hand. Thessia has never been under threat. And it's like fucking <laughs> shit, yeah. dude. Like. Oh, it was under threat this whole time. This whole that was our point. Time. Yeah. I just people are so fucking dumb. Mm. And mm. Uh, <laughs> it makes me so upset. And I know that's <laughs> the point. And so I guess that means it's well written or whatever. But yeah. fuck, dude. Just like even though it's it's so frustrating to see confirmed, even after the events of mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1, to see right. that even though this is like a you know the council is made up of multiple species and stuff like they're all still just looking out for themselves and there is no actual real cooperation uh it's really upsetting to see and i i don't like it but that's the point so good job bioware so yeah uh we're gonna meet uh, she gives us coordinates uh, to where we will meet a science team uh to help us look through the temple on thessia and then we go to thessia mm-hmm So uh, we're driving in, we're, dri- we're driving in, we're just cruising in, <laughs> and uh, Joker is saying that the, the planet is under heavy Reaper attack and that the comm channels are all scrambled, so it's hard to get through to anybody uh, in terms of like uh, lining up docking and stuff, and uh, Liara's like, Shepard, this is my home world, I have to go, like we, we need to get going right now, and Joker is worried that it's too risky, but Shepard is like, well, we, we're not going to not go, we, we have to, we have to do this. Um, and so then we get to the shuttle with Steve and Liara and I took Garrus uh, and then uh, shortly <laughs> into this mission immediately regretted it. But we'll, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah, I um, I brought James. I thought about bringing <laughs> the person that I knew I should bring, yeah. which is Javik. Yes, um, I really contemplated bringing Javik, too. Yeah, I well, so I asked you because I was like, oh, if AJ didn't bring Javik, then I will. But then um, you were like, well, I looked it up. So yeah. I was like, we can talk about the unique dialogue. Yeah, that immediately after have. the mission, immediately um, after the mission, I was like, I have to know yeah. how this mission goes with Javik on it. But yeah, so this is James's N7 training. And I'm glad I brought him um, mm. because he has some fun dialogue, too. Nice. Um, we love James. Thanks for it. It's not mince words with Liara in this one. Hell Yes yeah uh cool um so um, we are making our way down we ask uh, liara about the artifact um mm-hmm. and she tells us that the coordinates that the uh, the uh, sorry counselor gave us were for the temple of a fame uh which is their their goddess um or one of their goddesses mm-hmm. no it's 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 the, i think it's the goddess, the goddess yeah. right okay that's what i thought she was like yeah i thought it was just a temple but it has classified government funding so <laughs> yeah. that's weird yeah that's what i oh. it's really old and the government funds it which is like okay this mm-hmm. is this is suspicious immediately um liara says that she had gone with her uh mother benezia uh, a few times and she thought the trips mm-hmm. were history lesson were uh, just history lessons uh but thinks that maybe there was more to it considering uh benezia's you know status in within mm-hmm. uh, asari society she says yeah she says benezia had files about it but they were like highly encrypted yeah she's been like, digging through can't. benezia's files and still yeah. can't get into them into some of them mm-hmm. 
And then Garrus just chimes in and is like, I remember Menezia. She fought hard to break, break free from indoctrination. And like, that's, that's, he just says that. And we're like, okay, cool. Great, Garrus. I also remember her. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a little bit of James dialogue mm-hmm. here too, where Liara, before we talk about Menezia, she's like, I'm like so worried that, mm-hmm. you know, my people are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and James is like, you have to not think about it. Block out the dead. Ugh, um, James. Yeah, rough. Our traumatized then, son. Um, I, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, after we talk about Benezia, he's like, oh, yeah, I read about Novaria and mm. she was indoctrinated, right? And Liara says, yes, and we had to kill her. And he says, but it didn't stop. You did it. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got to block that shit out. Oh, um, good dialogue. So, yeah, to which Jin says, no, we can't just ignore that people are dying. The Reapers may not have mercy, but we do. Mm. And James says, that's why they're so unstoppable, though. Um, and Jin says, well, we're going to show them there's another way. Damn. Which is, yeah, really good. James really writing. spitting here. He is. Really spitting. Uh, so we good character great character um Mm -hmm. so we land on thessia and immediately we are like it's shit is bad um Mm -hmm. we meet up with lieutenant curran and we're like hey what's up and she's like oh okay cool you're here oh fuck uh hold on uh and because one of their guns on their uh perimeter that they've set up is blown up uh so we have to man the other gun shoot some shoot some dudes uh and then we get to talk to curran more Mm -hmm. um and she's like, hey, what the fuck is up? All I know is that you're Shepard and that you're here mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to just like wait for you. But like, I honestly, if you can't tell me why you're here, I'm just going to pull my people back because like so many of us have died already. And like, right. I, I don't even know what we're fighting for right now, um, mm-hmm. which is just so fucking brutal. Uh, and so we tell them like, OK, well, uh, Courtney tells tells them like we're looking for the artifact. Um, and she says, okay, well, we've lost contact with the scientist by the temple. Um, and honestly, like the off chance that some old ass temple is going to be our Mm -hmm. like saving grace. Like I, that's not worth it to me. So I had to pull my, my forces back. And then Liara chimes in and is like, no, you can't do that. Like if, if you do that, then this is the end. You know, if you, if you let us go Mm -hmm. there, there's a chance that we can still save Thessia. But if you leave, then like, this is it. And, and we can't do that. She says, you're witnessing the extinction of our race. This Ooh. is the end. I got, I got like emotional. Yeah. She's, she she's, Liara is really, really feeling stuff in this mission. And it's mm-hmm. like really, really upsetting. Um, yeah. So then uh, Curran is still skeptical, but Gortney's like, well, maybe if I flex how many Reapers I've already killed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to which Curran replies like, okay, but like, what about the rest of them? Like <laughs> two don't really make a difference. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, please just like do this for us. Uh, and so she orders a path to be cut to the temple. Um, and as we run past the perimeter into the, into the fold, she says, make sure the galaxy knows this war was won on Thessia. Yeah. Uh, which is rough nice. yeah <laughs> considering what happens i yeah. just want to flag Curran has a really cool character design she has like teal skin and like oh yeah pink face mm-hmm. tattoos it is a sick sick look yeah yeah too bad for her too um so we're heading to outpost tychus tychus <laughs> Yeah, really, um, really funny name. So yeah, we we like fight our way there. Um, mm. and the whole way James is sort of like pep talking Liara, which oh. is like really cool. And I, I wrote in my my notes, do I ship this? Which I don't. Mm. Um I'm I think a, a James Cortez shipper, but um mm. but yeah, it's just like as we're going, he's she's like, 
oh my God, like, I can't believe this happening. And, and James is like, use that anger. Like, you know, we got to keep going. Like he's great. You can see why he was like a good leader, um, you know, in spite of how things went, uh, at some point we fight a van, a banshee and Liar is like, I still can't face yeah like what they've done shit's to our bad people. yeah yeah which is sad um we arrive <laughs> we arrive at outpost tychus uh shortly after um and um oh, oh sorry i guess we see a reaper land we see a um, reaper on yeah. the planet yeah i wrote and- in my notes we see a big boy and i was like what does that mean it's <laughs> the reaper you dumbest what else could it mean yeah. um but there's a wild james line here oh my god where he goes he says, growing up, our pastor said the night sky was full of angels. I'm glad he didn't have to live to see this. <laughs> oh, my God, James. Dude, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just like, it's so hard, but also like, I don't know. It's just so rough. Um, yeah. What fuck. a thing to say. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there needs yeah. to be like a really hard, like, yeah, you know, Godzilla tooth from the year 2000 <laughs> guitar under that. Yeah. Uh, Soundgarden, you know, Black Hole Sun, etc. Yeah. Um, so we arrive at Outpost, I guess, and uh, we meet up with an Asari who was like running. We were we were coming from one direction and the Asari was mm-hmm. running back the other direction, being pushed back by husks and stuff. And we're like, hey, we're looking for Outpost Tychus. And she's like, hey, you found it. And it's like completely destroyed. There is like no real yeah. outpost here. Um, and you're like, OK, well, there's supposed to be uh, we we're supposed to be meeting up with a squad who was going to cut us a path through the temple. She's like, yeah, I am that squad. Everybody else is dead. Um, yeah. You're like, OK, but how are we going to get to the temple then? Um, and she says, you know, I, I look, I don't really know what to tell you. Like, it's too risky for the gunships to to come down and, and like keep holding this path. And then Shepard just like, well, like, merp, we need them. And so, yeah. Like, and so she calls it. She calls out to and I just, hmm. before she calls, she goes, have I told you how much I hate this war? And I'm like, I just met you. No, <laughs> you haven't told me. And in fact, I don't think you need to tell me. Yeah, it's like, like a very that seems obvious. It's a very fun, like Avengers one liner for some reason. Yeah, it is. It's very Joss Whedon, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, she calls in the gunships. Yeah, we get two. We get two Talon one and Talon five. Uh, and almost immediately Talon one goes down. Uh, and Liara says next time we go to war, maybe the Alliance could send air support. And it's like, Liara, Earth is on fire. I was so mad at her for this. It's like, this is literally what's been happening on Earth. This is why we can't spare the air support. And by the way, we asked you for help. Your people. Yeah, and you you said no. So drop the attitude with me. I'm on your L. side. Big L. Big L for Liara, which I understand. She's under a lot of pressure. But like, come on, girl. You know uh, I'm on your side. Don't yeah. get mad at me. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we have so to fight we, two harvesters. <laughs> yeah, there are two harvesters. Um... Uh, and fucking Liara went down four times in that in that confrontation. Oh, man, she was just every time she would get uh, back up, the harvesters would shoot their missiles so fast that I oh, guess yeah. as she would like move to cover, she would get blown up again. Um, so I just wasted like four things. It was just me and Garrus just shooting all these mm-hmm. dudes down, which was whatever. And eventually yeah, the that's harvesters. Why whenever I am leveling up, they're like, you know, a sorry biotic or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is my like special you know, like their line of abilities. Yeah. I always go for shields and health. Mm. <laughs> like 
every time I'm like, I'll handle the offensive. I just need you to like, please stay up so yeah. I don't have to worry about that, too. Yeah, I've just been doing the the auto upgrade when they have mm. more than when they have more than like five points. I'm like, this is going to take too long for me to read all the stuff that's going on. Uh, but that is a good strategy. Maybe I'll go back and do that. Uh, so then eventually talent five manages to pull away the other two harvesters, um, but gets shot down in the process. So rest in peace to yeah. those uh, those ship crews. Uh, and we get to the temple and there's a barrier up and Liara's like, oh, OK, well, let me, you know, hack this system, whatever. And she's like, oh, wow, this is like military grade barrier technology. And you're like, mm -hmm. this is a like a religious building. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and then we get some really, really cool Asari lore, uh, mm -hmm. which is very fun. And I really, really love it. We walk into this, this temple Um and there are no we were supposed to meet up with the sorry scientists here and there are no scientists within sight. Uh, and Garrus comments that it doesn't really make it doesn't make sense for the scientists to just leave. There's too much at stake. Mm -hmm. So something must have gone wrong. Right. Um, uh, Liar's like, oh, well, there's got to be something here with with these artifacts. We have to, you know, let's just check them all out. And so then you can mm -hmm. look at like, uh, I don't know, eight or so uh, different artifacts yes. um, that are all very cool. Um, yeah. We find a couple of, of written manuscripts that are like, and, and Lyra's like, oh, this is this is when our goddess Athame taught us math, or this is when mm -hmm. uh, one of uh, Athame's guides, uh, Lucin, taught us uh, agriculture, and this is mm -hmm. when the other one whose name I didn't write down taught us about biotics. Um, you know, so that's that's like the written word stuff. There's also a very mm -hmm. cool sword and a very cool shield where she's yeah. like, oh, this is she's these to uh, Athame fought off the the. Uh, false gods or whatever mm -hmm. uh, yeah and then there are busts yeah. of the those like essentially prophets or guides they guides, call, she calls yeah. them um and uh murals of the goddess <laughs> and they look a hell of a lot like protheans they are just fully protheans to yeah. which garris is like hmm this guy mm -hmm. kind of looks this guy looks pretty Prothean and, and Liara's like, no, 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 no. And again, then we go yeah. to the other one. It's like, this guy's pretty Prothean, Liara. And Liara's like, mm -hmm. no, you're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. They're not Prothean. That's crazy. Yeah. James, <laughs> this entire time, like he, he's not just like, oh, seems like a Prothean. He's like, so they were Protheans. And so, oh, okay. So the time that, you know, they taught you agriculture. They took pity on you because you were in the middle of a famine. Oh, like the biotics that, you know, were taught to you by. Pro he's like he's not mincing words with her yeah. at all. Yeah. And the whole time she's just like, no, it, it, it couldn't be like maybe. <laughs> no but way. like this calls into question so many years of a sorry history. Yeah. It's like, girl, use your eyes. <laughs> Come on. Use I know it's been a really rough day. There's a lot going on, but like two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. um, you know that. Lucin taught you that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like you mentioned, there are these two giant stone slabs of the goddess of fame supposedly talking to ancient Asari. And it, it's just a big Prothean as a big Prothean hieroglyphic, like looking out yeah. over Asari's um, Asari, I guess, is the the plural of Asari, right? Yeah. And so then she's like, oh my God, wait, maybe she was Prothean. <laughs> and then you finally arrive uh, at the central area uh, in the front of this, of this temple. You see that the uh, scientists are here dead on the ground. Um, and as you examine the statue in front of you of the goddess of Thame, who is in an Asari form in this, in this statue, um, 
Garrus notices that their throats were slit. The Asari scientists' mm-hmm. throats were slit, um, which means that this was not Reaper work. They were assassinated by some outside force. Um, and then Liara starts talking about like, this is crazy. If a Thane was Prothean and all this stuff, and, blah, 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 blah. and then as she's mm-hmm. talking, it like fades into the background and it's just Shepard standing, staring at this statue and then we hear some like, you know, whispery sounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, then Shepard just turns around and says, this is a Prothean beacon. Like he just interrupts Liara <laughs> immediately. He's like, there's a Prothean beacon around here. Um, you're like, oh, what? Um, and as you're talking, you like sense something from one of the slabs um, that sends a beam up to mm-hmm. the statue, which then starts to crack it. And she's like, oh, there must be other activation points around here. Uh, and so you just walk back around to the various artifacts activate yeah. it, blow up the statue and reveal a Prothean beacon, mm-hmm. uh, which is I cool. love this so much. It's like yeah. like the jig is up. The reason why the Asari are so advanced and have made it this far is because of Prothean mm-hmm. influence. Mm-hmm. And Liara is like, no, 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 no. This can't <laughs> be true. Which is like, OK, this is why they hid it for so long, mm-hmm. because they knew yeah um, garris james, yeah yeah you do james's yeah james goes think about it doc steal a nugget from this beacon every once in a while and you're basically running the galaxy which you already are this is basically exactly what garris says he says mm-hmm. you know every every few years you pull some new information from this beacon and you would basically be running the galaxy which you pretty yeah. much do <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah and we're all like, I can't believe they didn't share this knowledge. Like, yeah. we might not have ended up here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rough yeah. stuff. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then um, we activate like a, a VI or whatever at this Prothean beacon um, that pops up and is shaped like a Prothean. Surprise. Um, yeah. But before it <laughs> reveals its form, it is just like in a ball and it's like, oh, OK, we're in the post Prothean era. And then it like goes up into the era bit and it's like, oh, I sense Reapers. I'm going back to bed. Um, yeah. and it begins <laughs> to like, go back. Right, and you're like, this one's fucked. Dump <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Dump it. Start over. Uh, and you're like, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, and it's like, what what is your question? <laughs> and you're like, Where is the catalyst? Uh, and so it turns it reveals itself to be you know it, it it forms itself into the shape of a prothean mm-hmm. it's like hi i'm vendetta i'm based on pa- i'm based on the deceased pashak vran uh who is the, the prothean who this vi is modeled after um who was the head of like their crucible project right 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 um and then you begin talking about the crucible uh and you're like hey why didn't you use the crucible and the vi explains that there was a separatist group uh, that formed within the Protheans that believed that they should try to dominate the Reapers, not destroy them. Uh, and so they, you know, were trying to do stuff, uh, I guess, antithetical to the construction of the Crucible. And then it was revealed that, oh, they've been indoctrinated this whole time. They mm-hmm. were just purposefully, you know, sabotaging the Crucible. Uh, and so that shit did not work out for them. And then Vendetta kind of goes into this whole, like, kind of Morden style stream of consciousness thing um, where it's just like begins talking about the grand pattern of the universe mm-hmm. or the galaxy being too consistent to be coincidence. And then is saying that the Reapers are also just part of that pattern. Uh, and you're like, okay, wait, so the Reapers aren't the ones like activating all of this stuff. And so, you know, it implies like, no, they, they have other masters to serve and you ask what their master's goals are. And they say the, the master's goal is galactic annihilation. Um, 
And you're like, okay, why? And it's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and tells you that uh, conventional means will not defeat the Reapers. Uh, and then we bring up the Crucible and it says the Crucible is not a Prothean creation. It is actually millions of years old and has been iterated on every single uh, galactic round. Um, every time the the uh, societies that are around make it a little bit better, but it still has not worked, uh, which is so fucking cool. That's yeah. another. This is another um, meeting the the Reaper in fucking mm-hmm. I, was it Ilos? No, um, wherever it was. Uh, we talked to Saren Space. Yeah, Saren Space. Fuck, dude. Uh, that's so yeah. good. That's so yeah. good. So yeah, basically it's like, listen, your time is up. There's no way you're going to do it. And we're like, can you please just help us try? And it's like, okay. Um, before we proceed, I I sure. think now is a good time to yes. bring up like the Javik dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I think the interest, the most interesting part, um, and this is from the Mass Effect uh, fandom page about uh, Javik's fandom.com page uh, with Javik's unique dialogue says at the temple, he mentions the true facts behind each piece of Asari mythology, further discomforting Liara with each revelation, (laughs) such as that the the Asari predilection for biotics was the result of years of genetic engineering by the Protheans, Mm. which I think it's funny, like James about that one. He's like, if this is suggesting that like Asari are biotics because of Prothean influence, that's ugly Mm. Um, (laughs) because it's like genetic engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, He says the Protheans deflected a meteor that would have impacted Thessia and protected the Asari from a race called the Orivores who wanted to exploit Thessia's vast resources. And then there's more dialogue with him when the beacon shows up. Um, If Shepard states that the Mars ruins was where humanity got Mass Effect technology, Javik replies that the Protheans learned of it from the ruins of the Inusanan, the race that preceded his, and they kept it secret for centuries. The Inusanan, by the way, were... um, the the like creepy statues on Ilos. Yeah, the ones sitting. Those are the Inusanan. Yeah. And Liar tries to deny it. Javik points out that even a small amount of data could give the Asari an edge and asks if she feels insulted that her government didn't involve her. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Grandpa, not the time. Yeah. Uh um, he also, I think it's interesting, he is the one that activates the first like uh mm-hmm. activation point or whatever for the thing. It's just like a fun little touch. Yeah. Um, when Vendetta mentions the indoctrinated, uh, like separatist group, Javik's like, oh, I always suspected that's what mm-hmm. happened. When you sense the, the Prothean beacon, Liar is like, oh, the, it must be recognizing you as Prothean because you've like touched a beacon on, on Pharaohs. And <laughs> Javik's like, or it's recognizing the fucking Prothean in the room. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You uh, Jesus, that was really funny. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Vendetta also acknowledges Javik as Prothean, commenting mm-hmm. that it knew of his mission and asks <laughs> if the current cycle can avenge their people. Yeah. Javik will say that they have earned the right to try. Yeah. Um, Which, okay, Grandpa, not as shitty you. as you could have been. <laughs> thank you, Grandpa. Yeah. Um, when the VI identifies Javik, it just like points straight at him with like a rigid <laughs> elbow. It's so funny. Um, it's like, you are Prothean. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. So. So. We, like Kim was saying, um, we get Vendetta to, like, agree to help us with the Crucible. He's like, look, I'll, I'll patch into whatever system you have, which would probably then just begin insulting how primitive our technology <laughs> is. And be like, no, there's no For way sure. you could do this. Um, 
And as it's like, yeah, you can just patch me into the thing. It like cuts off mid sentence and then says uh, indoctrinated presence detected and turns back into a ball and like floats back mm-hmm. up toward the Prothean beacon. <laughs> and then our favorite <laughs> Sweetums air. Is that what it was? Uh, air to the Sweetums throne. Bobby, Bobby Newport Bobby himself. Newport. Kai God. Lang shows oh. up. This was, I cannot, we'll get there, but I cannot explain to you how Bobby Newport this all was um, for me. <laughs> sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Kai Lang rolls up. He is, you know, obviously the one that had killed the scientists, you know, uh, slit their throats, etc. cetera. Uh, and then he takes out a little drone projector thing and Tim shows up and he's like, hello, I'm Tim. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, that's exactly he says that what the, he says. That's exactly what he says, actually. Um, he says the VI is key to controlling the Reapers and Chef is like or destroying them. And he gets Tim gets like really upset. He's like, you mm-hmm. don't fucking get it. Like we could control like if the Reapers wanted to destroy organics, they could have done that already. Like we would be dust and we would not exist. But they 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 don't want to wipe out everything. They just want control. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and says that they've got it right. Why kill when you can control? And Shepard's like, listen, like, you have a few options here, but uh, mm-hmm. I chose uh, the renegade. Listen to yourself. Um, like you, you're, you're totally indoctrinated. Like you've, you've lost the plot. Uh, you used to fight for humanity's, uh, you know, humanity's best interests or whatever. And now you're just like, you're, you're fighting for power. Like, listen to yourself. Um, and he says, I've been fighting the Reapers for longer than you could ever imagine. Uh, and that like <laughs> we have similar goals, but my methods are simply more refined, uh, mm-hmm. which like, OK, fuck off. Um, and then I don't oh, I yeah. don't know. Uh, maybe it's the same. I don't know if it's like just because I chose the Paragon options. Oh. But when you when you're like, hey, man, like you're spending way too much time with the enemy like you. <laughs> you're like starting to think and talk like yes. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, no, I just, uh, I just see things differently. And you can hear the doubt in his voice because uh. obviously, um, you know, Martin Sheen is a great actor. <laughs> um, so you can tell like there is self doubt, mm-hmm. which is not something we've ever heard before from mm. the elusive man. I just think it's a really like great little spin on, uh, the the like characterization there. Yeah, I don't know if um, I just didn't hear the the nuance in his voice or if it's different for the Paragon and Renegade. Um, because he does say like something similar. Because we're like, oh, you're indoctrinated, and he's like, no, I just like get what they're doing, and we could co-opt that. Uh, and mm-hmm. like do it our way. No, uh, the um, the Paragon options. It's like very clear. Mm. He's like, no, uh, like he's. Oh. you hear the doubt in his voice. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, uh Gortney ends this con- ends this part of the conversation saying Cerberus was supposed to be humanity's sword, not a dagger in their back. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's very poetic, Sick. but the world isn't as black and white as you'd like it to be. It's like way more gray. And they're like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, I don't have I'm done talking to you. Uh and begins uh or and then sets Kai Lang on you. Uh he says, uh Lang, the commander has something I need. Please relieve him of it. Ugh. Which is sort of a sick line. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me how this fight went for you? 
Uh, I shot him a bunch with overload to get his shields way down, and then he was like, I'm charging my shields, and then the gunship comes in and is really bright, and you can't really see him, so I got like a couple more overloads as he was recharging his shields, uh, and that happened three times, and then that was the end of the fight. Now. <laughs> okay. I used Lash. And first of all, worth pointing out, I, I'm playing on total baby mode now. Sure. Um, just to make the combats go a little bit quicker. So that contributed as well. But also, if you use Lash... Kai Lang just ragdolls around <laughs> and okay. you, you can just like absolutely eat his fucking lunch. And oh the God. whole time, the whole time he's like, Oh, you're so old and shitty at this. And I'm totally owning you right now. It's like, my dude, you're, you're ragdolling <laughs> on the floor. Around the stage. And yeah. And because I am a Vanguard and I have invested in like, recharging my powers yeah it's like i just i would lash he'd ragdoll i'd shoot him a bunch immediately like he gets up i lash him again he's down like and he, it, i'm just clowning on this idiot yeah to the point that it caused a glitch he because he couldn't ever like recharge his shield so i get him down to one bar of health yeah. and he's still not going down sure. and i was like oh something's wrong yeah. um so i had to reload a save and <gasps> go no. easier on him <laughs> so that this fight could go the way it's oh supposed to go God, and let me so tell you good. does that suck the narrative uh weight <laughs> out of this mission damn where spoiler alert you're supposed to lose yeah because i was like I'm, I, this is over. This is it. I win. I win. I Kai win Lang's the dead. war right yeah. now. Kyling is dead. Um, it's so funny. It's so silly. Hmm. I found um, there's a video someone posted of like them doing this. Hmm. Um, let me see if I can find it again. Put it in the show notes because sure. it's it's just so funny. He's just flopping around. <laughs> but yeah, so it it really um, it made this. Like it made what is already a pretty silly character who like has a reputation for being like kind of lame, <laughs> even lamer. Sure. Um, sure. So that's yeah. really funny. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you finish the fight, how you're supposed to, uh, mm -hmm. where you just like get him where down, you let him win, you let him win. Yeah. <laughs> you allow him to win. Um, he orders the gunship to start shooting the supports of the temple uh, and the ground gets all broken up and stuff and we fall down a hole and I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be a whole other like Tachanka underground section. I'm going to be all <laughs> spooked because there's going to be a banshee down here or some shit. Yeah. For um, some reason, uh, the underneath this temple, it's just very hollow yeah. and very deep. Yes. It's just a big hole Why? under this temple. Why is there such a big hole? I don't know. But uh, it's is. called architecture. I'm looking <laughs> up. The best place to build your temples is over a big hole. Over a big hole. Everyone knows this. It's, it leaves room for all the faith. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, I don't know. Uh, so he he walks up to the Prothean beacon and just like holds up his Omni tool and just like downloads it, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, cool. I, I just like I, I 
now having heard Javik talk about how primitive our technology is and stuff, mm-hmm. the fact that we can just like walk up and download this supposedly really sophisticated <laughs> program onto like our, our arm USB yeah. is like, okay, is it really yeah, that the advanced? indoctrinated presence that like, yeah, like yeah, there's no, that it was supposed to secure itself. From. Yeah. We have, we have no safety protocols for this. It's yeah. just like, you can just walk up and do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, as he's doing I that. So just, yeah. One more thing on the Kyling thing. I know that I sort of cheesed it, but like, even if you don't, like the way that he wins this fight is by recharging his shield a million times. And every time he does, a, the gunship comes in and shoots at you. So you like can't really do anything about mm-hmm. it. Like, Come on. Yeah. He does like jump around a whole bunch, but like, yeah, my overload was so powerful at that point where like I shot him two times and I'm like re- I'm recharging really fast because like you, I invested mm-hmm. a lot in my my power recharge. It's like bzz, bzz, and then he's like, oh, I have to recharge. And then he stands there and just like does it. Yeah. I agree. It's like t- it was totally underwhelming yeah. when you use lash. He just flops around like a fish. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I I never like I was always like, yeah, he's kind of lame, whatever. Now I like get the hate for this dude now that I was like, <laughs> I won this fight and I had to go back and purposely lose this fight. Sure. Yeah, he's not even particularly like that good of a character, if I'm being totally honest. No, he's not. He's like really played it's like, up. What is this... his motivation? Like, what is his I know, yeah, whatever? Right. We know nothing like, about him. He just showed up in this game. Like, I think if yeah. he, if there was any inkling of him existing in Mass Effect 2, Mm-hmm. I think that even would have helped. Um, yeah. But it feels like they got to Mass Effect 3 and then we're like, oh, well, Tim can't fight Somewhat- them. We need yeah, somebody well, else to so- do it. Somebody was like, you know, what would be cool is if there was a ninja. Which like, yeah, that How is cool. How do we cool. do that? <laughs> in theory. Yeah. In, in theory, it's, it's good on paper. But It's like he's really- stalking around with his katana. It's like, dude, like we have guns and like... <laughs> Uh, like magic powers yeah, what like, are you doing with a sword do anything what are friend. you in middle school <laughs> anyway we, anyway he gets away he gets away we climb out of the hole liara saves us from falling uh it's mm-hmm. great um and then curran calls through uh lieutenant curran who we met when we landed uh and it's like hey we're pinned like hey, did you make it to the the temple like how's it going we you know whatever and we, we call through and we're like hey sorry uh we got here the cerberus was here whatever and she just keeps talking as if she can't hear us uh because comms yeah. are scrambled and it is like really brutal she cuts out somebody else yeah, chimes back in hear her die yeah we hear her die somebody oh. else chimes in and is like hey we saw them heading up to the temple like i i hope they make it does anybody have eyes on shepherd does anybody know what's going on and then in the distance we see two more reapers landing and as they're landing we hear these people scream like like you know there's a a, a, a reaper mm-hmm. incoming or whatever and then they get crushed as like the 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 comms cut out as the reaper lands so it's like they've been squanched by this reaper um it's really upsetting well i'm I'm deflecting okay i was really upset by it um it is it's really upsetting it's really 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 harrowing and then uh to add to the harrowing uh vibes we arrive back on the normandy and are just staring at the like hey somebody's Mm -hmm. calling you notification um yeah shep is like in a mood going through it for real yeah and so eventually shep does answer and it is the asari counselors like hey how's it going um like did we get what we needed like how do we how do we finish the crucible and then we're like we don't know uh Mm. everything went to shit cerberus got the info on 
the uh, catalyst and Thessia is gone. Everybody's dead. Uh, and the Asari counselor is like, um, OK, well, I have to go take care of some stuff mm-hmm. then. Uh, and it's like really, really upsetting. Uh, she says we- continuity of civilization must be considered. I never imagined this day would come. <sighs> yeah. Oof. Uh, and then um, we- and Shepard says none of us did. I'm sorry. Mm, yeah, I'm the I'm sorry is rough. Like really rough. Really, yeah. really taking all of it on. Um, mm-hmm. like really feeling like they fucked up. Um, they are. Yeah. So they turn around and walk into the war asset war room area whatever um and Edie is there and we're kind of like doing a little bit of a round table moment um mm-hmm. and Edie's, which uh, yeah. it's very funny it's everyone's there except anyone who could have died in a previous game oh, um, or in Mass Effect 2 so you have Edie, Liara, Trainer, um Ashley if you brought her on and uh, James wow. um but yeah it's like Garrus isn't there mm-hmm. Tali's not there like anyone who could have died wow. in Mass Effect 2 yeah that's um they just like we'll just leave them out that's pretty um, funny. Which is funny because like not even not everybody like Ashley doesn't have a line here. So it's like, I don't know why, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. well, because you can not have there. Ashley. You can have Ashley on a desk. Right. And like, so right. she's not like I do. Um, yeah. Interesting. Anyway, uh, Edie lets us know that the Asari forces are in full retreat. Uh, Liara is like absolutely fucking unconsolable. Um, mm-hmm. And then but but like sees that we are also going through it and says like nobody could have predicted that Cerberus would have gotten there before us. And to which uh, Gortney replied like. I I could have predicted that and I should have predicted mm-hmm. it. And I, I I like this is all my fault that I didn't think about Cerberus in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then James is like, we should kick Cerberus in the balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and basically you're like, you know what? I fucking agree. Let's mm-hmm. let's go cause some fucking havoc. Does anybody know where any of the Cerberus bases are? Does anyone have any tracking on Kai Lang? And then everybody just like looks over at specialist trainer and she's like, um, I mean, yeah, like I tracked where sh- I tracked where <laughs> I just shuttle love went. It's like she like doesn't speak up, but then when we look at her, it's like, well, yeah, I did, I did track <laughs> I d- him I did as do much that, as I could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so we've tracked him to a place that I did not write down, but um, oh, the yes, yeah, the ERA system. system, yeah. Um, but there's something interfering with the system, uh, with the uh signal there. Um, so we don't know where in the system they are. Um, because that is like a neutral zone or something, right? Like that's a, so what, uh, we don't know like what it is that, um, that is blocking it. But, um, I think it's Edie who says like, the only thing that like, there's like nothing there. The only thing we know is there is sanctuary, which is supposed to be like a safe haven for refugees right now. But otherwise it's like, there's just nothing like meaningful in that system um perfect place for a secret base yeah exactly we're gonna go find out yeah um yeah and Uh, yeah and that's 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 our uh breadcrumb for next time Mm -hmm. uh when we go ahead and see what the fuck kai lang's up to i guess (laughs) um yeah geez you would think every mission having something go terribly wrong and like being really upsetting would get old and it doesn't. And I'm just upset about it every time. Yeah. I mean, I think what, what helps is like, it's not that every mission like goes terribly wrong. It's just like, there are different 
give and takes like with Chuchanka, there's a lot of different ways that that could end, but they're all emotionally impactful. The same thing with Rannoch. Um, this is the first one where it is like a definitive loss, yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's sort of what makes it hit hard. I mean, are, you know, I think there are certainly <laughs> not just in situations like what I had happen, but like there are arguments to be made that like this maybe would not hit as hard given that like the fight is sort of narratively rigged in, mm. in Cerberus's favor mm. in a way that feels sort of, I think like because it is like a battle you know, I could see the argument that like it feels kind of contrived. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's also sort of believable to me, like setting aside Kai Lang, <laughs> it is believable to me that like the elusive man like would have an edge like yeah. that's, yeah. you know, he's he's powerful. And so it's, um, you know, I can appreciate that like that is a powerful force to be like on the other side it's the kai lang of it all that sort of <laughs> makes it a little stinky yeah. but yeah. you know i, I it's it, like the emotional impact still works yeah uh regarding cerberus i do think it's interesting that like it's been so long in this game since cerberus to me at least had felt like a real threat mm -hmm. um like we we encounter them in the beginning and then it's just like okay well they're just yeah. like the side missions where you go and shoot dudes or like array where you do that and like that is pretty mm -hmm. rough but like even that you're not really like encountering Cerberus you're just like shooting Cerberus guys down um whereas this is like a full-on encounter with Tim like this was a mm -hmm. a planned out executed plan I guess um mm -hmm. uh, from from Cerberus which is just something that we haven't seen much of in this game I don't think and yeah. so it's like oh I forgot that as as much as we like to goof on them and call them you know shitty racists xenophobes whatever like they do kind of have aces up their sleeves sometimes mm -hmm. and it's it's rough it's rough to be on the other side of that honestly because i because we really mm -hmm. haven't been like right like in mass effect 2 tim had ulterior motives and stuff but like it never resulted in us like losing you know it was right. just like oh well, we were kind of taken advantage of which stinks but it's mm -hmm. just like we we lost because of one of tim's shitty schemes um yeah it's wild it's good stuff yeah Good video game. Yeah, good video game. Uh, glad to be talking about it. <laughs> well, so that's it for this episode, gang. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as we say every week, we appreciate you listening. Kim, I don't say this every week, but I should. I enjoy making this podcast with you. Um, and it's a great yeah. time. Yeah. Um, uh, if you'd like to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcatcher you would like, you can do that. But what really would help us is if you would tell a friend about the show. Uh, perhaps they're trying to play through the Mass Effect trilogy and they want uh, some people they don't know to yell at them about it and then they can't <laughs> respond to it. Um, that sounds yeah, like a really fun about, experience. <laughs> talk about James's child and what their name might be. Yeah, you don't get you don't get that kind of stuff from regular conversation. So <laughs> maybe tell tell them that. Thank you as always to Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful cover art. Thank you to Amaranthan as well for making our wonderful theme music. I love it. Uh, their links to their work and stuff is all in the show notes. And my links to my social media stuff is in the show notes as well. But like I say, every week, just join the discord. It's at the bottom of the show notes. 
uh, that's where I spend time. I don't want to spend time anywhere else, uh, except maybe my personal Instagram, but uh, don't follow me there because I also don't post on Instagram. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I look at my friend's photos and I go like, um, anyway, Kim, where can people find you online? Uh, find me at Okimmy's. Cool. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Uh, I'm still reeling from this mission. So, yeah. uh, Kim, what are our final words for today so that I can go to bed? Our final words. Do not care what others think. Do what you must. Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> Talk to you soon, gang. Bye. Bye. Garbage. The online.